Hey, thank you so much for joining us today for Music Marvels with the Chick with Beats and Breezy Gibson. I am music producer Chick with Beats. And this is Breezy Gibson, entrepreneur, marketer, online specialist and so forth, right here with you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're glad that you came to rock out with us once again. You know, another great show lined up for you. As always, we've got music industry news, beats by yours truly, and our special guest, Albert M. Carter, coming through with just tons of information and wisdom. And we're really, really excited to share this uh, episode with you. We sure are. I mean, so hey, it's going to be impactful today. Yes, yes, most definitely. All right, so without any further ado, let's jump right on in. Okay, let's do it.
Okay, and we're back with music industry news. First off, the Universal Hip Hop Museum is celebrating its first anniversary of its groundbreaking uh, with a topping off at the construction site at its soon to be permanent home at Bronx Point. So they hosted the traditional topping off event at Mill Pond Park located in the Bronx. And um, it's been designated by the New York City Council as the cultural anchor of uh, Bronx Point. So it's being built as a space for audiences, artists, and technology to converge, to create educational and entertainment experiences. And so it's still on track to open in 2024. And I mean, I can't believe it's been a year since they broke ground already. So, you know, I'm getting excited that we're getting closer and closer to uh, its big opening. How about you? That's right. Every day, every day they hustling. Yeah. <laughs> every day they hustling and hustling and hustling. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited about that as well. Yes, yes, and it's not like I needed an excuse to get back to New York, but uh, <laughs> that's definitely a great one. So yeah, I'm looking forward to checking that out once it opens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, and Justin Timberlake has joined the ranks of many who have sold their song catalog rights. So he sold his to hypnosis and I'm telling you, man, I feel like we have stories about hypnosis at least monthly, usually multiple times a month. But yeah, this time he sold 100% of the catalog. So this includes his copyright, ownership and financial interests of all compositions written by him. Um, it also includes worldwide administration rights to the compositions. So it's all connected to um, the terms that he had with Universal Music publishing group yeah it's it's a big 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 deal and those rights don't even expire until 2025 so there may be some more deals coming forth after that but yeah it's definitely a trend that we're seeing although he is one of the uh younger artists to actually be able to participate in this john legend was also somebody that was kind of new compared to everybody else that had been doing this so you know uh with all those hits and stuff that uh he's got in his repertoire man this had to be a big deal so the exact amount wasn't disclosed but you know it had to be up there well you know what i gotta say <laughs> what's that cry me a river Dan. just cry me a river <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and he'll be wiping his tears with that cash, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, speaking of more music investments, so Matt Pincus's music has raised $200 million for record label, publishing, tech, and Web3 investments. So that's another term that we're hearing thrown around a lot lately in music. But um, he is a highly respected entrepreneur in the music industry. He founded Songs Music Publishing, which signed The Weeknd, Diplo, and Lord, among many others. So, you know, obviously he's got the the, the know-how and he can spot talent and do his thing <laughs> once he sees it. So after he left Songs, he quietly launched music. And this is in all caps, by the way. But since then, music has made investments in Splice, which is a music making platform, Hi-Fi, which is a music financial services company, and Dice, which is a ticketing platform. And so, you know, this is a trend that that's going on here. And so his intent 
is to uh, focus on taking long-term positions in a variety of music enterprises. So it'll be kind of interesting to see what they do with this new uh, 200 million. And, you know, hint, hint, with somebody with that kind of track record, it's kind of a good idea to watch what they're putting their money into and what they think will actually uh, return. Uh, on that's their right, investment, you, so yeah, that's right. Because you you stole my you stole my thunder. Because I was getting ready to say to the artist on the street now, to the hip hop artist on the street, <laughs> don't think that hey, just by going into the recording studio and recording that you know your tracks and songs and everything, and you know, and then getting them uh, approved and put out. Don't don't let it stop there. Mm-hmm. Look at other hey, diversify. Yes. Put your put your put your apples in. Put your seeds in some other places as well, and let them all let them all uh, uh, grow and produce all together. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. So don't just put you know all your hopes into one bag. Spread it around. For sure, because if you look at all these uh, people that are successful in music, that's exactly what they've done. I mean, you know, first person that comes to mind is Snoop. I mean, there's tons yeah. of other artists that you can point to, but man yeah so there's nothing wrong with making sure that you got your bets hedged um yeah just to make sure that you're all right that's right all right we're gonna take a quick pause for the cause and then we'll be back with more music industry news and then right after that we'll return with our guest albert m carter stay tuned
All right, and we're back with more music industry news. Revolt has joined forces with DJ FN and Rock the Bells on a hip-hop documentary film series called Coming Home. And so there's already been a couple installments out that have done pretty well, but these two new installments will follow uh, DJ FN and his crew using the common language of music to guide and familiarize them with foreign places and document hip-hop culture in both Colombia and South Africa. All right, so Coming Home Colombia premiered Monday, May 30th, and then Coming Home South Africa will uh, premiere Monday, June 13th at 10 p.m. Eastern. So definitely something to check out. Um, yeah, and check out some of the other ones if you haven't already, but it's great to kind of show how forceful hip-hop is and how universal it is. It seems like another theme that we keep hearing a lot because it's so true, but yeah, definitely another uh, indicator to make sure that you think uh, about reaching fans beyond where you are because there's a market for it for sure. So yeah, make sure that your music is where uh, people who might enjoy it can actually find it. So you gotta think bigger than Spotify, bigger than Apple Music, bigger than Tidal. Uh, there's so many other platforms out there and make sure that you get a distributor that can help you get your music everywhere that it needs to be. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a chick with beast just said it. She used the word forceful. Hip hop <laughs> is forceful. Mm-hmm. Say that one more time. It's forceful. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. It's the voice of the people. Yeah. All right. All right. And Sony Music is going to expand its Unrecoup Balance program to more artists and songwriters. So this is great news. Fantastic news. So they're expanding the program to eligible unrecouped artists and songwriters globally who've been with Sony Music for more than 20 years and haven't received in advance uh, within those decades. So, yeah, this is great. Um, A lot of these people were in debt because their albums didn't sell as many as they had anticipated. And so they weren't really able to pay back their advances. But now they've kind of extended this grace period to uh, allow them to be able to make money off of what gets streamed now. So, uh, you know, all three of the major record labels have these types of programs. And so it's great that they're actually letting some of this money come back to the artists now. Mm -hmm. Stuff is happening. Hey, mm-hmm. keep your feet in there. Keep moving. <laughs> yes. And we shared a while back, you know, we had talked about the struggles that Anita Baker was going through with her label and how she was finally able to regain her masters after all that time. So, you know, she had gave everybody a while back the go ahead to continue streaming it. And uh, she dropped this little tidbit recently uh, during a performance. She took a moment to thank Chance the Rapper, who she says actually helped her regain her master. So we don't have the details as to how he helped. But yeah, she made sure that she pointed him out and had him stand up and the audience cheer for him. And so, yeah, it's really great. Whatever he did to make sure that that happened, uh, salute to him for helping out a legend like that. How about that? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times, you know, when you're in your daily flow, your weekly flow, you know, yearly flow, uh, you're doing your thing, but there's people out there paying attention to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you, you know when you put out positive, guess what? Positive comes back to you. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, so. and Lil Kim is set to release a biopic. She's uh, also slated to release her memoir later this year. 
And uh, yeah, it was supposed to come out last year. Not really sure what the delay was, but uh, the film is set to closely follow the memoir and will reportedly chronicle her transformation from a modest Macy's sales clerk to a renowned Grammy-winning hip-hop star. So no word yet on who will portray the iconic Queen Bee, but uh, we'll definitely keep you posted. So once again, it's always great to check out these uh, documentaries and biopics to just kind of see some of the things that people went through in order to get to the level of success that they've obtained. So, you know, at least for me, I know anytime I watch it, it makes everything feel slightly more attainable because a lot of times we only see the glamorous side. We don't see the struggles and the no's and rejections they had to deal with in order to get to where they are. So, you know, heads up. Like I said, once we have more information, we'll make sure we keep you posted. Okay. Okay. Good stuff right there. (laughs) Yeah. All right. And we're going to take a quick pause for the cause and then we'll return with our special guest, Albert M. Carter. Stay tuned.
so much for tuning in to Music Marvels with the Chickwa Beats and Breezy Gibson. We're glad that you're here with us today, and we're excited to announce that we have Albert M. Carter in the virtual building with us today. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you all for having me. Yes, it's a pleasure having you on. And um, if you could uh, just give us a little bit of background, you know, who is Albert M. Carter and you know, what do you represent in the world today, as Breezy usually says? <laughs> Well, yeah, so I like to call myself a culture shifter. My aim is to change people's beliefs, behaviors, and outcomes, specifically within the realms of education and music. Um, I'm a teacher by trade, uh, music business professional um, by years, you know? <laughs> so, um, you know, it's just one of those things that um, I aim to really empower artists as much as I possibly can through various mediums, whether it's platforms, whether it's live events, um, you know, whatever it is, however I can help, then then I'm more than willing to help. So yeah, that's 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 basically the 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 short version of the story. I have a much longer one, but then we might run over the time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's awesome. It's like that. <laughs> hey. hey, what do you think about all that stuff you just dropped on us, Breezy? Well, I mean, that's a lot of intrinsic value right there. And so, you know, uh people who heard that i'm sure it just brought them to a stop so they're ready to just see just what is going on and absorb some of this good vibe some of these good vibes from mr Carter. yeah yeah, yeah. and so here we love uh, making sure that artists are empowered to, to be able to take control of their careers and it sounds like you know you've been doing this uh, through all your various programs and i see you're an author as well can you tell us a little bit about that yeah, yeah. So I wrote three books. Um, the first one was a journal, like an urban journal, and it was specifically designed for African-American um, males. Um, because one of the things that I felt found that was very empowering to me was when I actually write down my thoughts, my feelings, my goals, my dreams, you know, things that I'm not comfortable sharing with everybody else in the world. I'm comfortable sharing with myself. And there's a way to, it's called Keep It Real or Urban Journal. And uh, the idea behind that was like, you know, you really got to just keep it real with yourself. You don't got to keep it real with nobody else in the world, but you got to keep it real with yourself. And a lot of times I find that we we face um, a lot of problems because we're not real with ourselves in certain instances, which is the reason why we end up doing things that will put us in negative spots, um, specifically in areas where I come from, which, well, that I can, I guess, relate to a little bit more is, uh, you know, like the impoverished areas at opportunity areas is what I want to call them, not at risk, you know, but at opportunity. Mm -hmm. I believe if you look at people and things as a risk, you're more, you're less likely to take a chance on it. But if you look at it as an opportunity, you are more than likely to take a, take a chance in doing it. So I look at certain communities, certain people that I work with as at opportunity. And uh, that was what the first book was about. The second book was called Going Global. I wrote with nine other authors and it was uh, it was to talk about what it is like being an African-American man living abroad. Um, and we have uh, 10 people based all around the world that was kind of talk about their experiences living in such places as, um, you know, Dubai, Bahrain, uh, China, Japan, all, all, all kinds of um, things, um, which was very interesting to see how people uh re responded to that that actually was in uh, certain colleges in the u.s that we were able to kind of push and talk about our experience to help people travel and go to school abroad 
Um, and the third book I wrote um, solo was Life Sucks, which stands for Screw Ups Create Killer Success. And it's just mm. about failing upwards. It's, it's about like making mistakes and not being scared to be uh, to make those mistakes. You know, I think a lot of times people don't take that first step into whatever journey that they're on because they're scared of failing, you know, whether it's a sense of embarrassment, whether it's a sense of they don't feel like can accomplish their goal, um, whatever that may be, it's just a matter of, um, you know, it's okay to screw up, learn from those mistakes, keep it moving, and then success will follow you because the more you learn, the more you grow, the more you grow, the more success that you achieve. Mm. Whoa, that is heavy. <laughs> Yeah, he yeah, just yeah. casually dropped all that like yeah that, that's some serious <laughs> knowledge right there <laughs> yeah i mean you know i think i think that it's really important that we um you know we kind of dive into literature uh, a lot more as a culture as a, as a people especially african-americans men you know what i mean like i think that women you 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 you, you ladies have that under control you know you're <laughs> reading is kind of a a, a natural thing at this point you know what i mean but mm -hmm. for men man we we, we kind of don't want to sit still long enough to kind of open up a book and read you know then now they have audio books so you know things have gotten a little better but you know intentionally when i was growing up man you know reading wasn't cool that's not something that we did you know that's just mm -hmm. something that you know older folks did or or you know people would tell you to read but you know nobody around you was actually reading any books you know what i mean so it just and it wasn't like they couldn't read it just wasn't anything that was written for directly for them um in a way that was super cool that they can kind of be passionate about and kind of learn more about themselves so that's kind of what i aim to do with the book side of things mm, that's really really awesome don't you think breezy yes yes absolutely and um you know they're always was that little one guy over there in the corner, you know, that everybody called a nerd, okay? Now, they might read some books, yeah. whatever, but I, I, but I understand what you're saying uh, fully. Uh, and, yeah. And, and engulfing and, and, that, engulfing that, 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 that culture. So, um, but I'm proud of you for what you've done and becoming an author, that's a huge step right there. Thank you, thank you, thank you, man. I, I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I mean, and it was that that sense of, um, you know, the, the person that's in the corner that's reading and nobody really paid attention to. And that guy is probably one of the most successful people that came from that environment. You know what I mean? If you really think about who that person was during that time, he or she, he, he probably was the most successful person in that environment that people would look at and, and, and clown or try to make fun of or not be associated with and all that. If you look at him, you know, 30 years down the line from whenever that took place, man, you know, look at his outcome of what, what his life has became, you know, nine times out of 10, it's, it's in a better spot than a majority of the class, you know, or a majority of people that's in that environment. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, and a lot of the things that you mentioned, I hear a lot of parallels um, that you hear artists talk about. Um, you know, they're usually the ones, the odd ones kind of left out, you know, got all these uh, creative differences that kind of make you stand out from other people. So uh, what advice do you have to any artists who might be kind of dealing with some of that stuff that you've already mentioned uh, in the music industry? Yeah, uh, authenticity, man. You know what I mean? Like authenticity shines through the brightest artists, the, the ones who have longevity in music are the ones that's most authentic to themselves and the people that they can uh, relate to or that relates to them. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. Like the artists 
to be an artist in general, you tapping into a different part of yourself that you want to express to the world. But a lot of times we see, we especially with the music, we get cookie cutter, cookie cutter music where everybody wants to sound like the whatever trend is hot at the moment. You know, and that's cool for the moment, but if you want to have longevity in the game, you have to have a, a sense of authenticity. So if you look at the Kendrick Lamars, the Jay-Zs, the J. Coles, the, you know, the list goes on, um, the people that tends to last the longest are the people that's not really hopping on the trends these are the people that kind of is authentic to themselves and their music shines through and that's why it's able to relate to so many people you know like like always um you know one of my favorite artists in the last decade has been nipsey hustle man i've been listening mm -hmm. to him as the you know the bullets ain't got no name series and i'm from philadelphia we really don't listen to west coast music um it's too much because we you know we don't have gangs we're not like gang affiliated or anything like that we don't have bloods we don't have crips so a lot of people when i was telling them about nipsey hustle they didn't really understand what i was saying but i was like man forget just cut out the bloods crips the gang banging and all that and just listen to the authenticity that he has in his in his voice and if you know uh, the unfortunate uh demise you know the, the unfortunate circumstances that happened to him um you know after he passed away people started to tap into that and they understood what he was saying it wasn't just about gangbanging it's more about who am i and what's the structure of um the society that's around us you know what i mean and how can we overcome all the limitations and all the roadblocks that's in our way exactly yeah that's a really really great point because a lot of times you do have people that um, when they're trying to mimic some of the success, they only take the, the portions that they see being promoted without taking the whole aspect in. So yeah, that's a really, really great point that you brought up there. Um, yeah, so I'd like to hear more about uh, Hip Hop University. Could you let the listeners know a little bit more about that? Yeah, so, so Hip Hop University, we started off as a summer mentoring program in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. I founded it with uh, a gentleman by the name of Reginald LaRoche. Um, at the time, we were both teachers in Charlotte Mecklenburg schools, and we and uh, we did a summer working for another mentoring program. So one of the things I'm very passionate about is mentoring in general, right? Because I, I just feel like I didn't have a mentor. I went to five different high schools. You know, the people that mm -hmm. I looked up in my neighborhood was like, you know, not doing the most positive things. So, um, you know, by the time I was like, high school was finished, I got faced with that ultimatum, right? I got faced with the either going to the army, you're going to school or you're getting a job, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then none of those three, like really, I didn't have any preparation for it, you know? Um, I was just prepared to get out of school, not knowing what I was going to do. So ultimately I, I went to college, but I, be, you know, I was, a, I, I didn't know what I liked. I didn't understand what it is that I liked as an individual, you know, so, you know, people would say, all right, well, what do you like to do? And I know at that time I was 18 years old. I was like, well, I like girls, you know what I mean? <laughs> and what do girls do? Where, where are they at in college? They were, you know, in my mind at the time, I was just thinking they're nurses and teachers, right? They're the two professions that you see the most women in um, during that time period. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so I was a nursing major because I didn't have a clue. I don't even like blood. You know, so it's like, I, I, this is where like guidance comes in at, you know, you need somebody to kind of show you the ropes because I went to school like for the wrong reasons, for the wrong things and not understanding like, you know, this is not really my passion It's just something to do. And then ultimately it just led to me um, failing upwards, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you know, screwing up, so, so to speak. And uh, 
I became a, uh, a sociology major and then, you know, ultimately I ended up with a business management degree and then I got my master's in education. But through that process, I wanted to become, you know, I, I became very passionate about mentoring. So I met uh, Reginald LaRoche in that mentoring program. And then from there, we had the thing in common with the students, which was hip hop, right? And so we, we put together a game plan on how do we help mentor students through the course of hip hop. And that's what uh, created Hip Hop University. We developed a 92 page curriculum full of activities that um, allowed us to travel the country to kind of, um, you know, put these these uh, programs into place. We started off in Charlotte. We, we did some work in St. Louis. We had the program in Atlanta and Philadelphia. Um, New York, we, we went, you know, pretty much up and down the East Coast um, with it, with trying to promote, you know, what, what we had uh, going on. And um, students were really, uh, they really felt it, you know, because if I just say it, nobody cares. Nobody cares about me talking, you know what I mean? But if a hip hop artist said, said the same exact thing I said, the buy-in is automatically there. Mm. The collective buy-in from the people that's listening is there because these people have been through or they think that they've been through certain trials and tribulations that only um, a successful superstar can kind of like give them the information that, that they want to receive. So through that program, we work with people such as like Big Daddy Kane and the uh, Baby and uh, De Niro Farrar. Um, we had a lot of background people. Um, we had Malik Youssef, who was like a ghostwriter for Kanye West. We had a lot of cool people come through and just um, show love and, and, and really like get the students on board. Wow. Man, so, I'm that's incredible but yeah no 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 so from there we we started off as a mentoring program and then we we switched it up um to be a community-based program right because the students still have to go home right kids still have to go home and so we opened it up to a whole community-based program so at the time i was working with um two young ladies and um another and, and reginald LaRoche as well and so we we had something called the Digital Hip Hop Summit, Summit, which was pretty much a community-based program. And if you were in between the ages of five to 65, we had something that was for you that was like hip hop based. So we had LinkedIn workshops, we had how to go viral workshops, we had Google workshops, we had everything that you could possibly need in order to help elevate and improve like certain communities. And then I wanted to move the Hip Hop University over here into Dubai. And that was that's what brings me to the journey that I'm on right now um, with Hip Hop University. So we're still active. We, we currently do a virtual foreign exchange program with a uh, community organization in Philadelphia called Citizens Diplomats, which aims to um, place Philadelphia students all across the world kind of doing um, doing doing very doing positive things that help impact the city in a positive way so it's still active and we're still doing uh, some community-based programs over here um we're, we're doing a lot of donations a lot of drives to places um in africa places in asia things like that so we're still moving and shaking but you know ultimately the endeavors has opened up to more of a uh more music-based things more so than than anything else now man that was phenomenal when you say breezy Yes, and um, there's a, a one comment that you made about the um, um, hip hop artist or any kind of artist that you know has a louder or more attractive voice uh, for similar topics. You know where you can say, you know, John Q. Public may say something and 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 get a certain reaction or response, but then uh, the artist makes that same statement and 
uh, draws a whole lot more. But see, but what I'm receiving from you right now is a, a very high level of what I call uh, attraction marketing. Okay, mm-hmm. in your in your delivery, in your exuberance, in your positivity, in your direction, there are a lot of people out there that you know. You might, in, in my opinion, you can say, well, bump the hip hop artists because you are the source of the attention marketing which there are people out there again like you say between age 5 or 65 or 85 whatever by hearing your story and the direction that you're going into they're going to be attracted to you without that artist having to say you, you understand what I'm saying because you you come across very succinct as what you're doing the reason you're doing it uh, uh who you're doing it for and um you know i commend you for that because Thank just you. that it, man. You know, just that quickly you know you've struck a note saying well you know hey let's drop you know let, let's put this aside over here and let's zone into what this young man is speaking about because i feel that there's something that i can that there's something very relevant that i can uh, absorb that's going to uh, have me transcend into something better than what I am now. So let's see what Mr. Carter is talking about here. Hey, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, man. I mean, that's that's what the goal is for me. You know, like is ultimately, how do I help? How do I help improve whatever situation that we currently walk in. I want to leave every room leaving a positive impact, no matter where I'm at. I want to make sure that every room I come into, I leave a positive impact. So I really appreciate that, man. You're very welcome. But see, it's written all over your delivery. Mm. And there's folks out there that are absorbing that. And the longer you stay around, the more you're going to uh, attract and you know the trickle down from that is the more that are going to become involved in the various steps that you're um, promoting the various uh, teachings and trainings that you are are creating and uh you've got you're an author so there's things that you've you know subjects that you've written about and so it's like a a positive uh a positive influence magnet yeah, it, that's the goal. <laughs> yes, there you go. There you go. That's that's the goal, man. You know, I I, I messed up a lot, man. You know what I mean. So it, it, it's why not people learn from my mistakes than have to you know make them. You know, I, I came from a a, uh, a a background where a lot of people where I'm from, you know, they 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 weren't doing the most positive things, and um, I got myself into you know a few bad situations growing up that I had to learn quickly. Look. It's one or the other, you know what I mean? You can't do both. So I, I, I may, hopefully I made the right choice, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, see, that's, 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 there's folks that are saying right now, you know, well, I'm dealing with this right now, blah, 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 but let me put this aside and just zone into what he's talking about, what he's doing, and how I can uh, uh, absorb that to make myself a better person based on what I'm hearing from him. Mm-hmm. And see, so that's what I'm hearing in you. Thank you, thank you. That's the goal. That's the goal, man. You know, <laughs> like I definitely want to, uh, you know, help out where I can, man. You know, 
And if people yes, can sir. take something from whatever it is that I'm saying or whatever the experiences that I've been through, then, you know, I do my job, man. You know, like each one teach one. That's all I like. I aim for. I just try to, you know, I try to uh, uh, lead as many, you know, people on a positive front as I possibly can, man. And, and you know, if, if you say that, man, and, and you recognize that, I really, you know, I appreciate that, man. You know, and I, and I hope your listeners get something out of what I'm saying as well. Oh, I have no doubt they will. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yep, yep. Yeah. You're on the right. You're on the right street. You're on the right road. You're on the right highway. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So, um, yes, yeah, so we're looking at the clock here, but before uh, we get ready to kind of wind this down a little bit, uh, things are changing right now um, across many industries, but especially for creatives with you know, black chain web three nfts and all that good stuff do you have any advice to offer artists who are kind of watching what's going on but don't really know what to do with it at this point man i would tell everybody to build their digital community as quickly and as fastly and as 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 authentically as possible you know what i mean like the days of like you know faking streams and the days of faking you know all of that all of that stuff man it's coming to an end quickly um the best thing you could do is build an authentic community um that has a buy-in to you as a uh, artist um at the end of the day your online community is is going to be the new is, is going to be your net worth as an artist pretty much you know and um the sense of ownership that is missing in an industry like with streams is not the same you don't get the same feeling as going to the store and buying a record or going to buy a uh, a uh what is it, a vinyl piece of vinyl, whatever, is a different type of feeling when you stream it. So NFTs are the natural progression of what the, where I feel the music industry is going. I'm banking all my chips on it. I started a, a platform called Audio Swim, which is music distribution, royalty investment, and NFTs, um, along with NFT live streaming. So the, the focus of it is to help artists build an authentic fan base through uh, fan engagement. So we have like a community feature, we have a live streaming feature, we have the NFT marketplace. Um, and then we also have a chance for your, um, you know, for you as a fan to actually get in on the action by investing in music royalties from some of your favorite independent artists. So that's like really what I'm what I'm working on currently. And, um, you know, you see a lot of it in different ways, in different patterns um, with different artists. Like I love what Tory Lanez has done with, you know, selling that million million copies of that NFT album. I love what uh, Kings of Leon did. So it's just, you know, it, it's the wave of the future. I don't think NFTs are trendy. I think it's really like the beginning of something long-term. So um, I advise everybody to build their authentic digital community as quickly as possible like don't fake it don't buy streams don't buy anything get your real analytics your real insights learn your data do some data analysis on whatever it is you have whether it's spotify instagram facebook youtube use your insights and really target the audience that you're you want to make music for or want to make art for not just music but whatever that audience is engage with them as much as possible because if they believe that you're engaging with them and they believe that they have you um uh, uh i guess interacting with them then the more buy-in that you will have from from them you know like i i read something the other day that um 
you know, with streaming, you're making 13 cents, you know, like, like you know, just the average streamer, you know, you sell uh, 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 or people listen to your music a hundred times, you make thir 13 cents from a hundred streams, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you really think about that, look how much money you leaving on the table just by like, you know, getting streams, like you make good music. If you really build your digital community properly, then, you know, the money is there for you. You just have to build the community for it. Wow. <laughs> impactful we'll see, we'll see now uh, i'm telling you mr carter now see a chick with beats you gotta watch her okay. yeah <laughs> the reason i say that the reason i say that is because see she's known to keep a, a big bucket of cold water ice cold water <laughs> so so if so if if the if the suggestion doesn't flow she'll take that big cold um, bucket of water and she'll, she'll dump it on okay but i'm gonna go for it anyway yeah, i'm gonna take i'm gonna take a chance anyway okay now, hey, you've laid it out there. We gotta have you back, okay? Oh, yeah. But what I what I submit is that we gotta have you back. Like I'm gonna submit that we break tradition and have you back much sooner than later because there's a part two, there's a part three, chapter two, chapter three of what you're saying. We gotta have you back to help uh, uh, develop the listeners out there because they they need to hear what you have to say so whether a chicken would be dumps the cold water on me about the, the, the what i'm submitting or not you know i'm gonna say it anyway <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Right, most so, definitely i'm, I'm here for it <laughs> i mean let's do it man let's do it i'm i'm, okay. I'm all for it i'm all for it okay man. you know the creative let's, community let's... honestly is, is where my heart lies at like i work with a lot of um big artists as well as small small artists currently through the audio swim platform um well actually not through the platform but through some of the consulting and management work i work with the artist named dj kaboo currently just taking a model that i provided um he's number four on spotify in egypt number two on tiktok 126 on billboard we got the moon night soundtrack two songs off of uh, off of that um and we did a ton of interviews everybody from gq magazine to cnn you know so it's like we've been really working him and he's like the the first artist that's like an audio swim artist that I'm kind of working with on a day in and day out um, basis. Um, but yeah, so the program is, 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 is tried and true at this point. So, um, you know, we, we're always looking for artists to kind of work with, but it has to be authentic engagement and, you know, look at being a background guy, you know, I'm not a mute, I'm not a rapper or anything like that. I look at insights. I look at all of your data. So if the data doesn't fit, it kind of doesn't fit what I do. You know what I mean? So any artist, I'm always looking to work. You know what I mean? As long as we we got the right team, you know? Okay, well, let's, then, then let's have your people have a conversation with our people. And our people have a conversation with your people, whatever it is, to get you back as soon as possible. Boom, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Absolutely, because right. yeah, we we barely even scratched the surface, you know, just That's checking right. out your resume and everything that you uh, have to offer, all your insights. So yeah, it, it'd be a pleasure to have you back on very soon. And um, so yeah, before we go, I need to make sure that everybody knows uh, where they can find you, follow you, find all the things that you're working with, so that way they can keep up with uh, what you've got going until we get you back on the next time. Yeah, yeah. So uh, everything I do is on my personal website, albertmcarter.com. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm active on social media, but, you know, I, I'm, 
I, I don't practice what I, I preach in that re, in that lane because I'm not a, uh, you know, I'm not the artist, right? I'm the guy that's behind the scenes. I, I want to see you win. I don't necessarily have to be on the public, but it's uh, it's uh, Birdo underscore Brown on Instagram and then Albert M. Carter pretty much everywhere else. So Excellent. So, yeah, yeah if you have any uh, you know thoughts you want to leave the audience with, uh, you could do that now before I turn it back over to Breezy. Yeah, yeah, I, I I love to tap in with anybody who thinks that I can help them out with their career. You know, we offer consulting, we offer the platform, audioswim.com. You can go to it as a distribution platform. It's an NFT platform, it's all digital based. If you want to like have a consultation, you can fill out the form and we rocking and rolling, man. But I, I, I music is my passion. We focus on international um, music. So if you want to just break out the little pocket that you're, you, you know, if, if you feel like you're stuck, in a certain pocket or dealing with just like a certain thing, we kind of focus on, on on global. So I would love to work with anybody who's listening, who fits that demographic. And um, yeah, that's, that's do it, man. Check out the book, Life Sucks. All right, awesome. Breezy? Hey, well, there you have it, you know? And so uh, we, we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy, 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 busy schedule to just oh, crack, open, crack open that, that book and and uh share with our listeners so thank you uh immensely and we're just gonna look forward to uh having you back um you know post haste so we can go with with uh chapter two let's yes. do it let's do it <laughs> sounds good most right. definitely thank you all right thank you i appreciate you guys having me on the show i can't wait to be back absolutely all right and that was really really great to have him on looking forward to having him back again very very soon <laughs> so uh yeah make sure that uh you check him out everywhere that he said um dropping tons of wisdom and knowledge so definitely you want to make sure you keep him on your radar that's right let's roll all right we're gonna take another quick pause for the cause and then we'll be back before we close out for the evening
right, and that's a wrap for this week's edition of Music Marvels with the Chico Beats and Breezy Gibson. Once again, we thank you so much for tuning in, listening to us, vibing with us, rocking with us. And uh, yeah, shout out to our home stations, Grander Radio, broadcasting out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and Sparks Radio, broadcasting out of Denver, Colorado. And yeah, salute to you, the listener, because you're the reason why we do this and we appreciate you. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So you know where to find us next time. Same time, same place. Tune in, tell a friend, and we'll see you then. Peace. Peace.